0: Today's episode is sponsored by Relief Factor. Pain from everyday living, exercise, or just getting older is one of the leading causes of trips to the doctor and sleepless nights. It interferes with daily activities and can even keep us from spending time with people we love. If you have everyday pain, it stands to reason you need something you can feel comfortable with taking every day. That's why doctors invented a hundred percent drug-free relief factor. Now tens of thousands of customers are using Relief Factor every day to become mostly or completely pain free. 100% do- drug-free Relief factors features four key ingredients that each work on a different metabolic pathway to support your body's natural healing process to respond to pain and inflammation. Now you can try to Relief Factor too. The three-week quick start retail price of almost $70 is now available to our listeners for just $19.95. So head to the link in our show notes to find out more. Start your journey to a better health and less pain today with Relief Factor. What's up, Bookworms? It's your host, Stevie.
1: Sorry if you just heard me, like, <laughs> singing. Hey, guys. It's MJ. Hope everybody's having a really great Friday. Happy hump. What, happy? Happy Friday. I must say, a happy hump day. Happy Friday. Happy <laughs> weekend. I hope everybody has a great weekend. Is this our first podcast for June?
0: It is. Happy Pride Month, babies! Technically, I think you did say that on the last episode, and we recorded that the last day of May. I did not. I did not.
1: First time I ever said it was on that live the other day. Oh, that's, I, right. that's right. That's right. The podcast. Happy Pride Month to my rainbow babies. Everybody that is in the rainbow. Everybody that is a part of Pride is a part of the LGBTQ. A, a, but there's a bunch of letters, and I forget them, and I'm sorry. However, I love all of you. Be proud of who you are, have pride in who you are, and know that love always wins. And that even if the people around you don't accept you for who you are, you will find your tribe and you will find the people that will accept you. I am one of those people. So happy Pride Month. I love this month so much. Um, not a lot going on for me. Not a lot going on behind this door. Is there a better door? Like that's what that's <laughs> what the hell? what's that? It's a TikTok. It's a TikTok. Anyways. Not a lot going on around here for me besides writing. Um, I have merch dropping June 23rd, which is super exciting.
0: And it's beautiful.
1: Yeah. Go get your Courage for Fools and uh, Fury merch. It'll be ready June 23rd. I'll drop a link. But yeah, I'm writing and I'll be able to tell you guys what I'm writing a little, in a little bit. And uh, yeah, that's it for me. So Stevie, what's going on in the book world?
0: Um, I don't think really much. Um, there's a couple books that are releasing on June 10th, which I'm really excited about. And those are the forever plan by amy alves which is she is a very 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 dear friend of mine and i absolutely adore her um maybe she's the only one releasing february june 10th um june 15th the knocked up anthology is coming out and you all know i love me some secret freaking babies
1: yes she does
0: and like when i tell you this anthology is good this anthology is fucking good it is from top to bottom so different. Every book is completely opposite from the first one and I absolutely enjoy it. Um, I think Cat, our friend Kat is dropping her book Founded on Goodbye on June 24th. Exciting, exciting. And she's having a release party on June 25th. So if you wanna win some fun things and have be around some fun people on Facebook, um, go into bestsellers and bestsellers and we'll be there all day.
1: Also, if you're looking for uh, like LGBTQ plus um, book recommendations or authors, let me know, hit me up and I'll drop some. You can hit me up on Instagram. Um, I think I might actually have a link. I'll have a drop a link in my bio where it's on my TBR. Or if you sign up for my newsletter, I'll be dropping my favorite LGBTQA reads in my newsletter for monty's monthly book boyfriends slash girlfriends
0: keep so, an um, eye out for our tiktok too because maybe what we'll do is we'll put it on tiktok that too that because too. um your girl's got freaking three minute privileges now for Ooh. tiktok videos
1: pop off pop off then
0: so, so a, mj uh, can do it
1: <laughs> we are uh, super excited to be talking to our guest um, i'm gonna go ahead and read her bio and then we'll hop right on into it For Lillian, a love of writing began with a love of books. From Goosebumps to, oh girl, I get you to, oh girl, sorry. From Goosebumps to romance (laughs) novels with sexy men on the cover, she loved them all. It's no surprise that at that age of eight, she started writing poetry and lyrics and hasn't stopped writing since. She was born in, I don't want to butcher that, place, Azerbaughan. And currently resides in Long Island, New York, with her husband, three kids, and a dog named Gatorade. Even though she has a law degree, she isn't practicing. She's, when she isn't writing or reading, Lillian is baking or cooking up a storm. And once the kids are in bed, there's usually a glass of bread in her hand. Can't just survive on coffee alone. Thank you so much for joining us, Lillian Harris. Welcome to the Bookshelf Boyfriends
2: podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> so excited to be here. I- fucking knew it I knew I I was gonna sneeze
1: okay so how are you how's the weather where you're at I'm not sure where you're oh yeah you live in Long Island so how's the weather
2: yeah very humid and for people that have very uh curly hair it's not great hair weather (laughs) it
1: sucks my
2: hair is like huge
1: I feel that on a spiritual level I really do because I have my hair is like a freaking mane same. Yeah. And no, thank you. And braids.
2: Yeah, I just no. got a haircut after three years. So it's like layered and so nice to like get a haircut.
1: <laughs> I want to hack my entire head off. I just want to hack it all off. Hack really? Second. I just want to shave it. I wanted to shave it during quarantine. Y'all had no idea <laughs> how many times I had like the clippers and everything. I was like, I'm going to shave it.
2: <laughs> oh my God. I, I would die. do it. I
0: wanted
1: never do it. Don't do it just to be like fuck it just to be like fuck the hierarchy
0: oh, <laughs> Whatever. anyways don't so, Britney Spears. let's not do it I, right don't yeah put it past me. do not put it past it's me too
2: extreme
1: I'm, I'm i'm literally insane i might so we're super <laughs> excited to have you on and to chat with you, you about your books um i'm gonna let stevie take the question some of the questions the questions in the end the beginning um, yeah, mostly because she is going to direct me on these, um, and I'm gonna let her talk because I talk way too much. So, well,
0: also, <laughs> she also knows I'm on Her art team. So, <laughs> yes, she I, is. Uh, <laughs> I'm here for moral support. Yay. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna start with Fragile Scars, which is Damien and Lila's book, and Lila, my poor girl, she's been through a, she's been through a rough patch. And then Damien is her neighbor right. So what inspired my favorite person all I world besides Jax.
2: Um, I think he's everyone's favorite.
0: <laughs> I love Damien. He steps up for Lila when she's going through her little issues. I won't spoil that for everybody
2: else. <laughs> um, it's fine you, can, you I don't think that spoils a lot. so um, so you know Lila, is in an abusive relationship and Damien has passed with abuse as I'm sure you remember he uh, lost his mom to a father who abused her a lot and ended up killing her so uh, what inspired me um, is a lot of personal stuff so <laughs> I don't know how heavy you want me to get into it but um, as I heavy do or a-
1: non-heavy as you would like
2: <laughs> I, I'm, I'm an open book I mean I grew, I grew up in a very abusive um, household so a lot of that Um, came into my book, so, and there was also a past abusive relationship, and that kind of inspired the whole book, so when I say that writing this book was more like a therapy session to me, and I say that a lot, it's the truth, because I just wrote it from my heart how I wanted it to write it, and how I felt that the story felt natural to me based on my own experiences and not anyone else's, yeah. So, um, And that ties into, you know, where this whole idea of domestic violence came from. Like I said, it's a very important topic to me based on my own experiences. And um, I used to be a lawyer. So I used to help a lot of women when I was in law school who dealt with abuse. So I feel like that issue was so important to me. And making a book about it as my debut was so vital to why I am. So kind of just did it. <laughs> I love
1: that. I love that so much that you were just It was like- a
2: huge yeah. risk. It was a huge risk because it's a very sensitive topic and not a lot of people understand what happens to a person when they're in that kind of situation. Like the no. mental the mental like a lot of people question like why did she stay? Like I don't get it. She had no ties to him. But people don't get the mental abuse that is tied into everything and, and what makes women stay no matter yeah. their background, no matter how much money they have I mean you have to see some of these women that are in these you know people have this idea of like okay a woman is probably poor she has no money maybe she's a stay-at-home mom but that's not always the case a lot of these women have careers and they stay because they're warped into staying they feel like they have no out even yeah. when they do you know
1: yeah
2: I could literally go on about this
1: <laughs> oh, oh same same I I wholeheartedly agree with you. I feel like that the one thing I had this conversation with Kristen Granada about this same Mm -hmm. topic. The one thing that I think pisses me off more than like I might I might domestically assault somebody if they say this shit to me. Like (laughs) if somebody says like the words like why doesn't she just leave? Or you know, like, oh, like it's so easy to just walk away. Like I don't I don't think people understand that people can have a mental like like a mental toll over you and never have to lay a hand on you ever. Yeah.
2: Like
1: it I don't think people understand like the capacity that your the the capacity and like the attachment that your brain and like mental like being Mm-hmm. Attached to somebody, and like, yeah. they're the only person feeding you. Like, okay, you could be great, you could be like a rich, wealthy, help, like care, career driven woman. But if this guy or female, because you mean me, domestic assaulted by any, but whoever it is, your partner is the only person that's telling you you're worth anything, that you're mm-hmm. beautiful, yeah. that you are, you know, who like you're enough. If that's the person that's telling you that. But they're also the person that's telling you, like in the next two days, that you're, uh, you know, a piece of shit and you're et cetera, yeah. et cetera. It's hard mm-hmm. to be like, like, oh, like all, like, because all they people see on the outside is like the shitty side of it, but it's like nobody else mm-hmm. sees the pieces that they do.
2: So yeah. the exactly, clients- and.
1: It-
2: It's 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 awful. It's really awful. And it's like your whole self-worth is tied into this person and you don't see it happening until it happens slowly and slowly until that's all you see. That this person, how they see you and how they make you feel, and they make you feel like you're worthless and you make it feel like no one's gonna want you, but then. They're the only ones on the planet that are gonna want you because you are worthless to anyone else. Exactly. So and and people are not understanding, I feel like, and it's (laughs) sad.
1: Well, I commend you for taking on such a strong topic for your debut. Congratulations, I think. Oh, you, oh, you. <laughs>
2: Miss
0: Lurie <Lord, your> ma'am? <laughs> 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 so go? we're going to jump into, since we answered both the first and second question, um, I did, yeah. <laughs> we're going to jump into Jackson Lexi, which is a two-part book um, they are my favorite couple.
2: Yeah. They, they are a lot of favorites. They're, I think they're probably the favorite among the school sheriffs. Well, we've people.
0: talked a little bit about why yeah. I relate to Lexi so much. And um, for people who haven't read books th- two and three, can you give them a little bit of rundown what to expect from these two? Because it's a lot.
2: Yeah. So initially I had no idea what I was doing. I knew I wanted them together, but I had no idea. Um, so when I started writing, I wanted to do, initially I was gonna do an enemies to lovers. Then as I and, and it's just a me thing. As I'm writing, the story just does its thing. So I'm like, you know what? I think friends with benefits is just something more natural for them because Jax is such a playful character and with such a deeper side that he doesn't let anyone see. And Lexi is also playful, but she guards personality so much from a past um, experience with a cheating fiance. So in the first book, there's a lot of steam happening, like they're full on, you know, friends with benefits, like the whole thing. So uh, there's some heavy points in the book, but I think the second part is where it gets super heavy yeah. and it gets, I don't want to give anything away, but yeah, it's one of those ugly cry type of books. I oh. feel like, <laughs> yeah, super ugly cry. I think a lot, I've gotten messages where they're like, oh my God, I wish I was born." this is just so heartbreaking. Yeah. <laughs> it, that it was heartbreaking <laughs> yeah it was pretty awful yeah it was hard it was a hard so, book for me to write so I could imagine reading it so
0: so hard. Jax is broken he's got nightmares and suffers from yeah. PTSD
2: PTSD yeah so was,
0: what led you to write about his PTSD was there anything like was it stemmed from the same thing as book one
2: or I uh, no, this was completely just what came to me so for me, I felt like because Jack's such a playful character, I wanted to give him some history to give him, I guess, like his character a backbone and to show why he's the way he is. Yeah, he's playful. Yeah, that's his personality, but there's so much more to him. And the fact that he dealt with so much during the war and the person he lost there, it shaped him into who he is and it shaped him into believing that he can never find anything beyond, you know, a fling. So yeah. Uh, I wanted to give him a backbone. I wanted for people to see different layers of this character and see his growth. And he does, he he grows so much from book one to two. And he is one of those people that people fall in love with because he grew so much and because he was there for this woman who was completely shredded in book two. So.
1: I want to read this book. This is the book that I want to read. I have PTSD. So like, Jack.
0: Gut-wrenching. You're going to need like a
1: box of tissues. These, honey. I have been, I, I have my too, pal.
2: Not from war. I didn't, I didn't have <laughs> no, no, It wasn't, it, it, the, the, the ugly cry part is not from the PTSD. It's from a completely different subject matter.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm still here for it. It's fine. So I'm still here for it. Um, yeah, no, I, I don't know. I like, I like characters who deal with like, uh, like realistic mental, if- bleh, bleh, realistic mental issues. Cause mm-hmm. I feel like it's a lot more common than what people think. So yeah. I yeah.
2: And that's one of the things I sort of wanted to talk about it in the series as, as a whole, other than the first novel, most of the characters have been in therapy. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, and I didn't do that in the first book only because like I said it was based on my own experiences and I never got therapy so I felt like because I was writing sort of me in a way I wanted to stay true to that but if I was just writing a story I probably would have had Lila go to therapy but that's really the only reason why she didn't but the rest of the characters because of some of the trauma that they've been through I wanted to give mental health a spotlight and I think a few reviewers have acknowledged that I did that which is great Mm -hmm. because I think it's important you know mental you know mental well-being is looked past because we can't see the trauma we can't see the pain but it's important Mm -hmm. to know that our mind is just like any other body part and it gets hurt and we need to treat it so yeah that's why that's why Jax went to therapy and that's why Gabe in the new book acknowledges that he went to therapy as well so it was important to me to do that.
0: Love it. So did you (laughs) did you know from the start that Lexi would kind of grow this backbone and kind of like put her big girl panties on because of how Jax is treating her.
2: Yeah, because Lexi, Lexi has always been a very strong character at least from how I saw her when I was writing her. And she had a fragile side, of course, but she was always a strong, tough girl who, was, who would not take any BS from anyone. And she knew that at that point she had something else to, to think about other than Jackson and if he couldn't grow up, then, oh well, that's his loss. So yes, yeah. ma'am.
0: <laughs> yes, <laughs> ma'am.
1: Pop off then. Look, now <laughs> she's
0: going to go read Jack's Alexi's books and be like... <laughs> Well, I feel like it's two,
1: I feel like it's me and two people. Uh, there you go. Now you have one to of done. them just happens to have a penis. Uh, that's funny. I'm going to have to. I'm, gonna have to. No, I'm serious. Don't put that as the real. I'm not even joking you. Oh,
0: I'm so Don't funny. put that as the real <laughs> on Instagram. I, I will literally kill you. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> the whole point of the reels is to make sure people get drunk and if they hear you say it no you the last time you put my you put the reel of me talking about cannibalism <laughs> <laughs> but at least the last time i i did it on myself and made sure that everybody knew i was refer- referencing molly mcadams characters because molly mcadams likes to kill off them Oh, okay. So <laughs> now, if anybody writes a book, they will be referenced as pulling a Molly, Molly McAdams. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'll have to check those out.
0: Oh, um, okay. So we're gonna we're gonna shift to the new release because Fragile Pieces has only been out for what about uh f- four
2: three days, days. Three days, four days, three days? Yeah, four days, three days. I don't. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> At this point, it's has <laughs> been a couple weeks.
0: <laughs> and we are finally at Gabe and Mia story. You hear about Gabe and Mia a little bit throughout each and every book. Yeah. Because Gabe makes it known that he is like not about falling in love anymore. Mm-hmm,
2: yep.
0: <laughs> Um. So what, we finally figured out what caused Mia to leave. And so what inspired their love story? Because theirs is a little bit different than everybody else's.
2: Yes, this was uh, a big risk. Re- because initially I was going to give him a completely new love interest and uh it just didn't feel right so I had this character screaming at me like no I want to get back so we I decided to get them back together and initially I didn't know how but I wanted to do something involving a child and I am (laughs) going to give that part away because
1: I feel like you're
2: either going to hate that that or you're going to love it um and I'm not going to go into the plot too much, but their relationship is based on a lot of misunderstandings, and it's one of again one of those things you're either going to like in in a book or you're going to hate it in the book. And um, I feel like I wanted to do that because they were young, and couples have a lot of misunderstandings when they're young, and they become stubborn, and they become hot-headed, and they make mistakes. And I feel like that's what happened. You know, they were about 25 when they uh, when they broke up, and you know she did what she could to contact him and he was not a fan of talking to her and so six years later they're still not together and still thinking about each other and then she's back and she is working for him and he was going to throw oh. her out yeah he was going to throw her out he's like what the hell you can't be here but then he felt bad for her because he still has a soft spot for her always has and yeah there's a lot of uh tension happening in that book and uh, a lot of angst a lot of angst I love to write angst I love it
0: It all exploded
1: can we Uh, all just take a moment I feel can we just take a moment to admire okay you you talking about uh uh relationships that have misunderstandings when they're young right mm -hmm. my biggest pet peeve ever is when somebody picks up like a book knowing that the characters are younger Right. So I'm not, they don't have to be like super young, like not in their 30s or anything, but from like ages 17 to 24, 25, mm-hmm. right? That range right there. Can we please stop expecting male and female characters to have their shit together? Right. I 100%. 100%. <laughs> because 100%. I have read so many books, because I don't mind young adult um or like new adult, even. I love both of those, but I don't mind young adult. I don't really, really. I read a few of them where they're like a few chapters there in high school and then they move out, right? Of high yeah. school, and they're new adult. But like people are always like, oh my God, it's too much like back and forth and misunderstandings. Like why couldn't they have just communicated and told each other how they felt? Because it's fucking high school. Exactly. Because, <laughs> exactly. We, because exactly.
2: we don't have our shit together.
1: What the fuck do yeah. you expect, bro? I don't, do I don't think
2: I had that together at 25 either, to be honest. So, yeah. But exactly. What do you expect from 23, 20? 20, we're something yeah, godless right now. Yeah, yeah, I don't exactly. understand.
1: And plus, yeah. we're expecting, have y'all not, I mean, I just, it makes me feel like, have y'all never
0: heard that men mature a lot slower than women? So yeah, if you think about it. not fully matured until like 24 or something like that. It's like probably like. Really?
2: No. Uh, yeah. I, I'm that's pushing it. I <laughs> would go way higher than that.
0: Have the mental capacity, like the mental
1: hormone age of a 16 tw- year old yeah so exactly. i just feel like people put too many expectations on that age range and i feel mm-hmm. like when writers write a book like and i like both i like i like where the relationship has drama within the relationship because of misunderstanding or non-communication or whatever or mm-hmm. if it's like outside drama i like both but i think if it's the inside drama people are so harsh on the author because they're like one conversation could have like fixed this yes. whole thing. yeah but we're 17 like yeah what
2: do you want (laughs) so exactly exactly I don't feel like it's too realistic I mean I I, we're not going for full realism in every book but certain things I mean come on (laughs) you know
1: yeah. But I mean, have we not all been to high school? Like, did we all? Exactly. I know good and damn well that uh, people who say that. I, so you went up to your high school crush and you were like, guess what? I'm in love with you. Exactly. You dead ass, You did that? No, you fucking didn't. You liar. Exactly. <laughs> so
2: <laughs> I don't think I could do that in college. So. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Anyway.
1: Oh, stresses me out. I just, okay, rant over. <laughs> well, um, I love
2: it because I'm in full agreement with you. A hundred percent. I feel exactly like that. So I'm glad you said it.
1: Yeah, and I'm not gonna say any. I'm not gonna say certain books because I did reference reviews, and I don't want people going to search for the reviews yes. specifically talking about. But there are a few books in my head, like some of my favorite books that people feel that way about, and I'm like, bro, I'm a, I'm a punch y'all in the throat. <laughs> Can't deal with <laughs> it.
0: Then. Okay, so go on, moving on, moving on before I end up canceling myself. Okay, so. This is my favorite question. I'm dying to know if it, if Fragile Heart series was made into a movie or TV series, who would you cast as the roles? Because there's.
2: Oh, God, we talked about this and <laughs> I'm still like going back and forth in my head. Uh, <laughs> and I'm going to probably butcher their last name, so bear with me. Um,
0: okay. It's fine. So but- for, uh,
2: yeah, so for Fragile Stars, I am obsessed with Joe Magni, whatever his name is, that tall told- Joe Melangiano. That- yeah, whatever you just said. The what
0: guy you from know? the guy from Magic Mike. Yes. Like, oh, he we're talking about the
2: fireman. a perfect. The tall, super tall, black hair. Black oh, hair with that. the beard. The fireman. Yeah. The one that's married oh. to Sofia Vergara. I know who yeah, about. that's right. Yes, he yeah. would be perfect. Yeah, and for um for Lila Alexandra Daddario, she's from White Collar. She she'd be perfect. She has like I love her. black hair. Mm. She has. Bright blue eyes, which is what my character has. She'd be, and she like has that the perfect lead for that movie.
0: Perfect. She would be perfect.
2: She would be. Um, for now this one's hard. For Jax, it's very hard for me to think of some blonde character, but I love Jesse Charlie Benelman. Hunnam. Jesse, who? Charlie Hunnam. Yeah, he, he was actually my reason for calling this character Jacks because I'm obsessed with him. So Charlie he. Was he might be a good one. He might be a good one. <laughs> I love him. And he's uh, blonde. I'm like, Charlie Hunnam. Yeah, he's, he's, hello, Jax. He's totally inspired oh, by him. Uh, I'm obsessed with that show. Sons of Anarchy is probably my absolute favorite show. I'm obsessed. We are the
1: same person.
2: <laughs> um, oh my God, yes. We have to discuss our love of Black Dagger Brotherhood. After, oh so yes, yeah, we I, just
0: I, had a, co- oh, we're going to get there. You go fall off your seat.
2: Obsessed. Um, <laughs> okay, so for Lex. I oh think God. I like Claire Holt from the original. Do you remember I, her? I love her. I love Claire. I love her too. I love her too. So I'm thinking that she'd be really good. She's so got that like sexy vibe and she's also got but this. She also looks vibe.
0: badass like horror. Yeah. Well, she is exactly. badass.
2: Yeah. yeah that's what I think she'd be so perfect. Um, well, Fragile Pieces is probably was the easiest one. I love France Dorothy. He was from, um, I, I'm probably butchering him too. Um, He was from Pretty Little Liars too. He, who, what, well, who did he play? I he know. played um, yeah, I uh, forgot. I forgot.
0: Ezra. Hold on,
2: hold on. I'm thinking um, No Con, No Con. Okay. Oh, yes, No Con. That's right. That's who he was. That's right. Um, and Shay Mitchell, she's actually coincidentally also from Pretty Little Liars. So, she oh, my god. Shay Mitchell,
0: and...
1: oh my god, I have such a girl crush on her. I have such a girl crush Me on
2: too, upset. I love she's her. She's amazing. Obsessed. We're gonna talk
0: about yes, this for a second because y'all bringing uh, pretty little liars into this. Oh, Ezra, and he and it's oh. signed to me. That's not him. <laughs> That's not that dude. Yeah, yeah, I know.
1: We're talking about Noel
0: Con. I know who Noel is. But this yeah. this is my man from that show.
2: Oh, you love him? Oh, I love
0: him, and he made this out to me. He signed this to me.
2: No way. Where'd I'm you meet
0: him? My aunt um, is best friends with his aunt. Oh, and wow. he came to D.C. to visit his aunt for, uh, I think it was like Thanksgiving or something. Right. And my aunt went out to lunch with them. And I would she have had a continual heart attack. So Me she did. didn't tell my sister and I, she knew my sister and I were huge Pretty Little Liars fans. So uh-huh. she came home the next day and brought us both pictures that he had signed to both of us. I to pass passed wow. out. And he yeah. literally wrote on mine, thank you for help paying off my college debt.
2: <sighs> yeah, that's so I funny. I would
1: died. First of all, listen, I have this theory right in my head that if I ever meet like Henry Cavill, who is like-
2: Oh my God, a, I love right?
1: him. Um, oh our zodiac God. signs are our horoscope or matched, okay? So oh <laughs> if I oh ever meet Henry Cavill, right, I'm gonna play it real cool. Like I don't know, <laughs> <laughs> like I don't, I'm not obsessed with him or something. And I just have this this idea in my head that he's gonna fall madly in love with me. I just- I oh, it. get it. I know it. I just, I have a personality. If they, and what's your husband
0: it, say about this? <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, Fletcher's gonna have to get the fuck over it because if Fletcher got hit on by fucking Henry Cavill, I'd be like, what are you doing? Or, and I tell him that all the time. I was like, if Megan Fox showed up at the door right now and was like, I want to have sexual intercourse with your husband, I'd be like, girl, have him. And I watch? Like, what are you talking about?
2: Oh my god! That I is don't understand. The best why would heart. I let
1: him? Why would I let him fuck that up for himself? Because he's trying to be faithful to me. This is Megan Fox. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> oh my god! I can't. And That's he, the best. he tries to be like heroic about it, and he's like, "I would never cheat on you, <laughs> even if it was Megan Fox." And I'm like, "You're dumb." This is a Hall yeah. Pass moment. It's not even a and Hall Pass. Play. Like, it's common sense. And I would hope that he would be happy for me if Henry Cavill was like...
2: I totally smell a book here. Like, real, totally smell a book here. You can take
1: (laughs) it. I have so many ideas. I don't even want to try. You can have this. Oh, man. I genuinely, genuinely... That's just common sense. It's not even a hall pass. That's just like, who says no to Megan Fox? That's stupid. So stupid. (laughs) Anyways, moving forward um we are going to move on to portion to writing questions
2: and mm-hmm. I take
1: that portion hold up I need to take a drink my I'm parched
2: no problem me <laughs> too this, like,
1: <laughs> well talking about Megan Fox who is like I love her
2: Ooh, yeah she's pretty her. awesome
1: okay um <clears throat> so when did you first realize you wanted to be a writer I kind of
2: <laughs> yeah I mean I kind of always wrote um I came into this country at Mm -hmm. and I started writing in English probably around eight and I started writing poetry uh, Mm -hmm. and I actually probably still have my poems from back then Uh, and uh, so I wrote poetry for years and then I went into the lyrics and then I did some short stories. I've always kind of wanted to write a novel and uh, I actually tried in 2014 and I think I got maybe 5,000 words before I gave up so I was like I you know I didn't know what I was doing uh I didn't have any connections and so I just gave it up and um and then you know 2019 happened I'm like I'm doing this this time I've been wanting this for so long and yeah kind of just did it
1: (laughs) Was like fuck it watch this
2: yeah and my mom's like finally you did it she's like you've been wanting to you know write a book for so long and you finally finally did it she was very proud of me so oh I love are, yeah, we love
1: mommies we love supportive mommies yeah so are you a plotter a pantser or a planter
2: <laughs> I love this question <laughs> uh, see, I'm 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 kind of in the middle I cannot do a full like crazy plot with all those you know like notes and for everything I can't do it because my stories kind of just do their own thing when I'm writing so what I do is I will have bullet points of, you know, the main scenes and how I want things to start and what the middle is and what the ending is and what my characters are like, you know, sentence or two yeah. uh, about their person. And then I kind of let the story go. And as I'm writing, I will plot each chapter, meaning that I will have two to, th- you know, one to three bullet points to tell me what I'm going to write in this chapter. And I just kind of go with it. Yeah. So I guess I'm kind of in, in the, you know, in the middle, because if I had no, you know, no sense of what I'm doing, then I think it would take me way longer to write a book. So I need something. Same. Yeah.
1: Same. I, I think I'm right there with you right there in the middle. I like that middle ground area. It's a good place to be.
0: Are you going to oh, sell, yeah. her your, um, sell her on your, um, seller on your software? Ma'am,
1: <laughs> let me fix my tie. I feel like I'm in a car
2: dealership. Do you
1: use Scrivener?
2: No, but my writing partners are always like, buy it, use it. And I'm like, oh, I'm million. so used to the word. Million. Like, so Listen you get it right now,
1: Listen to me. Listen,
2: <laughs>
1: I am going to sell you the Scrivener in two minutes. And I'm gonna say right now, if they don't, fucking, okay. I don't care if they, they don't, sponsor
2: don't sponsor us, such you quit. Listen, my <laughs> birthday's coming up, so you know, this could be like a little gift my husband gets me. So let's go. Saying, I want to okay, hear okay. it. I'm gonna sell it to
1: you in like less than two minutes, okay? Scrivener i am a middle ground area like i'm not a super big plotter and i'm not a super big like pantser either and i fall like right in the middle okay Mm scrivener is the best thing that's ever happened to me i have adhd and i'm all over the place with things and if i don't feel like i'm if i don't feel like there's a place for everything i freak out so i'll have Mm -hmm. eighteen thousand word documents opened because i have my outline in one i have my character development in another i have pieces of things I want to use in another one Scrivener? No. I need one document, one document my tab, it just one document and multiple tabs. I have a tab for my manuscript, I have a tab for my outline. I have folders for pieces I want to use. I can even have folders for all my front matter. That goes for my copyright, my dedication, my playlist, everything. I can plug all of that in and then when I finish my entire yeah. manuscript on Scrivener, all I need to do is go up there, push file, save, PDF file, and it formats the entire thing for me so I can send it to my formatter to put in Vellum. Perfect. And oh. all you have to do is just transfer it over to a Word document. And you can oh. see
2: no, but it's true. I have literally, like, I'm staring at my new uh, book and I have, like, the outlines book, the deleted scenes, um, you know, yep. tab. I have like literally a hundred tabs open right now. So,
1: yeah. And if I could show you right now, like mine, I, I would show you because I can screen share, but we're on a podcast right now. So I'm not going to do that. But <laughs> I literally have so, like, you can have different tabs, but you also have a note file on the other side. You uh-huh. can, as you write, you can like highlight and then you can make a comment and be like, and use it a certain color. Cause like for me, when I first write, I'll write the first draft and I'll just info dump it. Right. And then I'll have to go back and fix everything. But as I'm info dumping, I'll be like highlight and I'll highlight it blue because, uh, I think this content is like, it doesn't need to be here. I don't think it needs to be moved. Uh, I highlight it yellow for like too much or too little, whatever. Scribner lets Uh you do all of that on one document. You don't have to open 18,000 of them. It's perfect. I will say when you first open it, they have a format that you type in. It's like novel manuscript and it gives you all of your pieces. I will mm-hmm. say to spend at least a day playing around with it and figuring out what works for you. Like, I don't really go by what the, they first give me. I do my own thing. Mm-hmm. And it can be confusing because people get like, they're like, oh, I don't understand it. And they just give up on it. Take a day okay. and play around with it. Figure out what works for you. I'm telling you, it's the best thing you'll ever do. Sold. I keep hearing go.
2: that. I keep hearing that. Yeah, I'm sold because uh, it gets a little bit hectic having all this stuff open.
1: Yeah, and you don't <laughs> have to waste space on your book, on your computer.
2: It's true. And it's do you true. feel like it's secure enough that you know you trust it to keep your stuff? Because that
1: when my it's automatically saves as I go. So okay. like on a word document, you know how you have to save it, like when you finish. Yeah. My MacBook is terrible. It's old. I need a new one. But my MacBook is terrible for crashing on me randomly. Scrivener uh-huh. saves as you go. Have you ever wrote in Google Docs? You know how Google uh-huh. Docs yes. saves it as you go? Scrivener does the same thing.
2: So, okay. if you're okay. in the middle of
1: writing and your computer crashes, all you have to do is pull Scrivener back up and what you the last word you wrote is the last word that's saved.
2: Oh cool. All right.
1: <laughs> and on that note, if Scrivener doesn't fucking sponsor me, bro. I need to work for them. Somebody hit, somebody get me in contact with like the CEO of Scribner like, Because I'm out here making him money. Also, if you buy Scribner and it asks you where you where you heard it from, I if people don't type in bookshelf boyfriends podcast, gonna, I
2: would totally do that.
0: Serious. <laughs> I have sold Scribner to like eight thousand people.
2: <laughs> wow.
0: Every author that's come on at this point, she sells them to on it and they're like, oh, I'm gonna buy this right now. <laughs> So, I'm good like that moving forward
1: okay do you have any interesting writing quirks like eating Twizzlers wearing the same hoodie etc
2: no I'm honestly pretty boring when it comes to that I, I always pretty much write with music that's as weird as I like get I love music it inspires me so I'm always got my music on uh as long as I'm not editing if I'm editing it has to be quiet um I can only have like static noise or white noise uh, yep. Writing, I need my music, and I'm good to go. And I got my coffee, good to go.
1: All right, cool. I'm also trying to figure out your zodiac sign, so that's why I'm. Oh, gonna...
2: I'm a Gemini.
1: Shit, she told me. Oh, I was gonna guess it. I didn't say it in the beginning.
2: <laughs> oh, oh, you were supposed to guess it. Oh, yeah, I yeah. I forgot. I, I for, You me, know, the... I now remember she told me you do that. I forgot an no- oh.
0: party
1: trick where i guess oh my. But, but, but now
2: be honest were you gonna guess that
1: where was i gonna guess a gemini no yeah i was okay. gonna be wrong i was gonna say either a virgo or a scorpio because you're mm. a lawyer so mm-hmm. I was thinking earth sign but you're not a lawyer you write so i mean creative but that could that very much so represents the gemini sign because you know yes. like every point, like a twin sign so you got your creative side but you've also got your your very law judgmental side not judgmental but you know what i mean
2: Mm -hmm. yeah my husband's a virgo i think he's the he's the crazy one between my husband's a virgo and uh definitely like our signs are so incompatible it's not even funny like real and if you could look it up like totally not compatible i don't know how we've been married 10 years tomorrow i don't know
1: it depends what are you gonna you gotta figure out what your venus is in say that again you got to figure out what your venus is in you could have two no, completely contradictive listen to me my husband and i i am a leo and he is an aries we are two of the most hard-headed fucking zodiac signs in the history <laughs> of zodiacs however <laughs> it also depends on what your venuses are in like venus yeah, is your uh, planet like the planet that represents love and relationship harmony sex that kind of thing mm-hmm. so those are compatible your sun signs I'll have don't to, I'll have
2: to google that i'll definitely have to do that i'll send
1: you a link i'll send you a so link to right. do your awesome. birth chart
2: awesome.
1: i break down people's birth like their birth charts all the fucking time it's insane but yeah oh, man, i'll send it to it. you and you can break it down and you can find it all out but yeah if your venus is aligned then your sun signs don't really i mean they do matter because they're your core personalities but mm-hmm. that's all just kind of like surface level and then like your venus and your moons if they're compatible then you're fine
0: she does tarot cool. cards and everything. That's so awesome. That's so cool. I love that. Anyway.
2: I'm so into that stuff, but yeah. Hit me up. up. <laughs> um, I,
1: I do it for food. Um, Anyways, uh, what do you like to do when you're not writing?
2: I love to bake and I love to cook. That's so always been something I love to do. Um, my parents did it a lot, so I kind of still love to do it. And I get my kids involved, especially in the baking when I do bake. Do you love to, you love to queen? <sighs> Go away.
0: Do <laughs>
2: <laughs> you see oh, I- what I mean? I want to strangle him. Okay. Yeah. strangle him. Virgos <laughs>
1: can be like that, bro. Virgos can be like that. You're-
2: yes. That's Burgos him in a nice coat. Oh, but have you cleaned today? Oh, no, I didn't. I'm nope. telling you,
1: I love, half of my friends are Burgos. I, on one hand, I have four fucking
0: Burgos and they're all dickheads. <laughs>
2: All them. Oh, see there you go another that's another one right here is it's Hannah a girl. Virgo huh
0: is Hannah a Virgo Hannah's
1: a fucking yes yeah, she's a fucking Virgo not only is she a Virgo she's a Leo Virgo she's a she's an August Virgo she's oh on yeah. the oh oh yeah, god you
2: know, August, I'm so 24th. sorry I'm so sorry 24th. and him and my mom have the same birthday it's crazy. I'm so sorry 24th. yeah see she said she's very sorry to me you're August, August Virgo. You guys August are Virgos not that
1: great. <laughs> my best friend since middle school is an August Virgo, and Lord God.
2: Tell <laughs> I'm me. telling you, they're hard. They're hard to live with these August
1: Virgos. <laughs> it's okay, though, because I'm a Leo, so it's like, I know. <laughs> Anyways, um, so what does your family think about your writing, and have any of them read your books? Uh,
2: Well, my parents definitely did not, because they don't – they can't read English very well but um I don't think I, my mom would totally read it she's like I, I want to translate into Russian so I can read it but they're super supportive like my brother buys all my books I don't think he's ever read any but mm-hmm. he like buys them and he's like I, I am still not on any of your covers like what is this about that's my dad, <laughs> dad. That's my, dad. my brother goes seriously I could have been gay I could have been Gabe. we're both got dark hair darker skin like I could have been gay I'm like dude
1: so, where is the country that you're originally from? Where is it located, like on a map?
2: Okay, so it is south of Russia. Okay, and and it's east of Georgia, right? We're literally our our so lands. Like
1: Yugoslavia, like that area, is it close? No,
2: technically, nope. it's next to Iran, Iraq, Russia. It's like literally like Greece. Like we're literally like a tiny country, and by all of those places.
1: Okay, so your so native language soft. is Russian, like your first language
2: is yes. Russian. Yes, because during communism, I mean, everybody spoke Russian. Tell me like,
1: something in Russian. Ooh, what would you like for me to say? Like, we're hockey know. fans. And- we're hockey fans. So, like, <laughs> tell me something Russian. See, I wrote, I wrote a character. His name is Kai, and he's Russian.
2: Yeah. So, oh, cool.
1: yeah, and so, yeah, okay. So, say something in Russian, and I'm going to ask you a question about about your your upbringing, and then go.
2: Okay, my uh, okay. name uh, is Lillian Harris. Okay. I'm 35 years so cool. Somebody teach me Russian. I, I, to- I, just said, I just said I'm Lillian Harris and I'm 35 years old. <laughs> oh God, I
1: want to know Russian so bad. Okay, so what is a comfort uh-huh. for you?
2: So our country has different kinds of food than, you know, Russian people. So uh, for us, it's a lot of um, rice. And a lot, like, shish kebab. Yeah. Uh, like, it's very, it's very similar to the Turkish food. Oh, we have baklava, but ours is different than Greece. The, the the Yeah, the Greek baklava is made differently. Ours is, is different. They're both delicious, but ours is different. But baklava is huge in my country. Oh my like a staple love. dessert. You, I'm going to, well, I'm going to mail you. My mom's baklava is insanely good. Like, legit. If you want to mail me the recipe, I love cooking. Uh, I will, but it's freaking hard. Seriously, when I see her making it, I'm like, jeez, this is how oh, long. I'm going to challenge accepted. Oh, man. Yeah, I will. I'm going to have her. I'm going to translate it into English, and I'm going to pass Send that it to on me. to you. And I'm yeah. not talking about my video, my whole self, doing the whole thing. It's on my bucket list to make, because that challenge is accepted. very time consuming. But it's well, see.
1: My grams is originally from France. Well, they're from a small city outside of Paris, but originally from France. And then my grandfather, I'm pale as fuck, I realize, but my grandfather, my nana is originally from Sicily and my grams moved here like before she was born. Like my great grandmother was pregnant with her when they moved to America. Mm -hmm. And then my nana was seven when they immigrated to America. So food is a staple Okay. In the in the household. And like my grams, it's like my favorite thing ever. And it's like a big deal now because of fucking TikTok and because of this movie. However, right, do you know what ratatouille is? Yes. Okay, so ratatouille is originally like a French peasant dish. And if you've watched the movie, Mm -hmm. that's why they're like, oh my God, you're gonna send it out to this fucking critic or whatever, because it's a peasant dish. But when mm-hmm. I was a kid, my grams used to make me go out to the garden and pick vegetables. And it would just be like random vegetables that you would throw in a pot with like a tomato base. Okay. Because that's what regular ratatouille was. And mm-hmm. now it's like a big fucking deal on TikTok. And now I just look like I'm fucking hooking up off a of TikTok. And it's like, no, bitch. I've had this since I was a baby. Uh <laughs> so stresses me out. So that's why I like to ask people who are from different countries than the united states what your comfort food is or like a dish that you like have like back home because my grams it was beef bourguignon and ratatouille and then my gram my Nano, my oh god bless a fucking america could make anything so it's like not even i don't even know mozzarella he just makes really good fresh mozzarella that's it
2: we have i mean we have a, i mean a lot like but for us the rice and um the shish kebab is like a big thing and also we have something called doma which is Grape leaves, cooked grape leaves wrapped in uh, ground beef mixed with rice and different things. It's very good. I have <laughs> seen those. Yeah, I they're have, very good. That's from our country. Now
1: Googling yeah. like Russian comfort foods for Kai.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm pretty sure that came up.
2: Yeah. Doma's, those, like,
1: Have you seen this like fish soup thing?
2: It's pink. That's, n- no, we don't have that. That's not, I don't it's know. Kind, maybe it's a Russian thing. Maybe it it's literally look like thing.
1: Pepto-Bismol. If you are Russian and you listen to this podcast, please yeah. tell me what's in it.
2: Yeah, okay. I don't, well, we have a beet soup that's red, but it's not fish. So I'm not sure, I'm not sure which one that is. I'm gonna
1: need somebody to hit me up and tell me what it is because- I'm it, gonna look
2: it up too. Um, it's like Yeah, Scare I'm you. curious. We have a red soup, but it's a potato base and it's got vegetables but there's no fish in there.
1: Okay, all right. So yeah. <laughs> Stevie is now We're gonna take the reading question portion. I feel like I've talked so much oh, right. you talked a lot during the first half of it so it's fine.
0: Okay, so has a book ever changed your life or your outlook on something?
2: Um I'm I'm trying to think. Uh, I, I I would say probably Kim Holden's Bright Side was one of those books that I don't know if you guys read it. But um, it was one of those really gut wrenching books that made you really appreciate life and make you realize how lucky you are when other people may not be and how they may see, you know, their world in such a positive way. And you're sitting here complaining about every little thing and makes you want to shut the F up. So I feel like that book really hit me in the spot where, you know, I feel like I should really be appreciative of everything I have. Oh my God. I have to read that book now. Oh my gosh. So good. You have to. You have really to good.
0: So what attracts you to a book, the cover, the blurb, or a recommendation?
2: Probably a little bit of both, but if, if I'm not, if I don't like the cover, I probably would just skip over a book. I'm one of those people. I, I do judge a book by its cover. What covers? <laughs> so I, it's okay. Okay. Yeah. So if I like, you know, see a cover and I am not a fan I'll probably just skip over it I won't even read the blurb I'm that bad (laughs) but if I like the cover I will read the blurb and I will probably just buy it and um and my friend recommendations definitely are you know my friends read similar things to me so if they they like a book I normally just buy it and read it regardless of what the cover may look like or the blurb is so definitely a little bit of everything (laughs) so what do you like to read Oh, gosh, I have so many. Favorites. Well, you know what she's
0: hinting at? It's the, is oh, the book that you got. God. <laughs> well, listen, we got to figure out
1: what side um. of the line she falls on. Huh? Listen, there two, <laughs> what? There are, there's a line drawn in the sand on this podcast. Okay. Oh. Um, there are okay. two sides of the line that you either fall on. Oh. So we need to figure out what line you fall on. So what do you like to read?
2: Oh my gosh, I like to read pretty much everything. Uh, so I don't read rom-coms. That's one thing I just don't read. I don't want to be someone who's sitting there laughing at a book. I know I'm bad. You're either making me cry. I want some suspense. I, want, I love thrillers. I love suspense. I love paranormal, paranormal romance. It's black that Dagger that Brotherhood. That oh, that black Dagger Brotherhood. Like literally obsessed. Um, and I also love contemporary romance, romantic suspense. Uh, pretty much a little bit of almost everything, I would say. Um, I mean, science fiction here or there. What? She's falling more on the gray shade, Stevie. That's yeah, I'm not. probably the gray. I, I read a little bit. I, you know, I eventually want to write thrillish too. So I, I love that stuff. So I love a little, yeah a little bit of everything. All right, yeah.
1: cool. Yeah. Um, my reading question is, who is your favorite brother in the Black Dagger Brotherhood?
2: <laughs> oh man, I love V. V is my favorite, literally marry me right now. His book wrecked me love him upset i have really i want to be jane is that her name jane i'm almost sure yeah, i wouldn't I, I don't want to be
1: i mean i kind of want to be her but i, I be her. No, like i mean
2: i want to be me but yeah. being me
1: be married to, to be like this is so i love so obsessed with him. my obsessed. thing is i only read the first i i read till like book i want to say like eight but there's nothing that compares to like the first five like, oh my
2: god, you're right. I'm up to 13. I want to say, I want to say, I'm up to 13. Yeah, and I, I enjoy so. them
1: because her writing, I think, is very good. It's just like yes. those first five guys. For oh, me,
2: Zaytis, yes. oh my god, they I sold the whole series. Favorite. I mean, they sold I the like, whole series. I think, I, think Zaytis, I read them twice.
1: Same, I think Zadis and Wrath, those two.
2: There's yes. something
1: about a blonde
2: vampire, oh man, that just does it for me. Okay. Oh. I know, it's dad and his personality and everything. Oh
1: my God, oh, I want to be Beth so that. bad.
2: Beth and Bella, oh, I want to be one of them. <laughs> oh, awesome. Yes.
1: I love yes. that, I love that um, series, so good. Yeah. All right, Stevie, continue, now that we've talked about that.
0: <laughs> Do you prefer an e-reader or a physical copy?
2: I mean, there's nothing like a real book, but I legit have no room in my house. I really don't so I mostly just read on my Kindle and I feel like I'm betraying the art of reading because I'm not holding the book anymore I really feel like that and it's when I first started reading on my Kindle like a piece of me died it really <laughs> did because I was still like the whole black dagger brotherhood I've all you know I have like the first six books oh man like just holding a book you just feel so different but right now all I do is read on my phone pretty much just read on my phone sadly yeah I mean, that's
0: very bad. I buy books upon books upon books and they don't get touched. I read on my Kindle. I will own two copies if yeah. I have to. I own
1: multiple paperbacks, but I think the only, like, my romance paperbacks don't get touched because the, when I buy a romance paperback, I've already read it on Kindle. I've only right. bought it because I really love it. So it's just there for decoration. <laughs> However, my, like, my thriller scary stuff i read those on paperback because those are oh, interesting on paperback
2: i hear you i do mm-hmm. i hear what do you like to read when it comes to that genre
1: uh so i'm a huge stephen king fan he's like tattooed on my
2: it's
1: mm. my shit um i'm a huge yeah. stephen king fan i like james patterson hp mm-hmm. lovecraft um yeah most of stuff like that i still read rl stein because he has like adult stuff i don't know if you've ever yeah
2: I I, I started with R.L. Stein when I was eight. Oh yeah, goosebumps, the OGs. Yeah, I love
1: that. R.L. Stein was like my introduction, and then I met Stephen King, and then I fell head over heels in love with him. And I have now like a really unhealthy obsession with him. Like I'm pretty sure if like he ever met me, like he would file a restraining order. (laughs) Because I'm looking at my shelf, and I have like three copies of like two different books.
2: Wow, that's crazy. yeah. yeah I'm, like, no, I'm just kidding that's awesome though he's good I like his stuff. I like his stuff too literally
1: a psychopath I'm actually gonna grab one of those when Stevie I'm gonna show you how I'm gonna show you something Stevie you go <laughs> what was your
2: last five-star read oh my god you know it's awful I have not read pretty much anything probably since god knows how many years now it's bad um the last one probably was the five by lily white i don't know if you read anything by her but the five was a good book like that book was twisted so freaking twisted yeah you gotta oh, read that what i have what is, what is yeah. it the five? Um, by lily white it's wow. really good yeah it's really twisted it's one of those twisted type of romance books like you, you got you've got to read me it up. dark romance is my shit sign me i, mean, up. I, I, see, I don't know if it's it's hard to explain it's not like dark as far as the two the t- it's not like your traditional dark type of stuff it's twisted okay. in other ways in the plot and and, and what happens and it's you, you just got to read it i'm I here really, for- i love it yeah you got to read it it's cool really good okay
1: book. so i grab these are like the oldest copies that i have okay this copy this is, okay, so I have this, right? This is a shot uh-huh. right? But this is the masterpiece of modern horror, and it's like, whatever. This has, right. like, the eight p like, it has film scenes in here. Like, this is, cool. like, the...
2: uh um Wow, that like is it, cool.
1: Yeah, this is, like, the... I guess it would be, like, kind of, like, the footnote version, where it has, wow. like, all of these things about the book and the movie and all that good jazz. And then this one is probably my oldest copy. I think I've had this since I was, I've like... It's so
2: old. I and love it.
1: He was writing as Richard Bachman. Yeah, so yeah, I, really that. I think I have had this book for, I mean, at least 11, 12 years. Like, I've had this book for wow. a while. And wow. I'll never get rid of them. And I have another copy of Thinner because the book is old and I wanted it to be pretty. And he's come out with like 19,000 different covers and I try to purchase all of them, <laughs> but it's fine. Oh, oh my wow. God, I forgot to grab the
0: most important one. Continue, Stevie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, what's a good one to ask? I know that you're, so you I know that your friends, um, that you talked to Melanie Harlow, have you read any of her books?
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I'm a huge felony fan. So I, going back to when my reading days, I read pretty much almost everything. <laughs> so, I'm obsessed
0: with her Cloverly Farm series.
2: I have not read it. I want to so badly. I, I probably, I think I bought all of them on my Kindle, but I just have not read them. I so, literally do
0: time. If you read the Cloverly Farms, you have to read Bellamy Creek afterwards because Bellamy Creek, you see some of those characters from Cloverly Farms in Bellamy Creek.
2: Oh, I love that.
0: I love so, that. Book two is the main one because, well, book one and book two, because the girl from book one went to college with one of the sisters from Cloverly Farms oh okay so they're in the wedding together they're like they have the wedding at cloverly farms in book two, Oh so cute it's, oh that's cute they tie okay. it all, ties it all together i love it this oh, is like my holy grail it's like my bible
1: let's see it okay so this is a first edition and it's all of it is like the complete and uncut version of everything so none of this has been it's been edited but like the things that were cut out of the original like the original are in this and so it's first edition wow. my mom got it for me look how fucking old this book is
2: damn look at it wow it's like, it's like, holy so cow that not is to mention i book?
1: need to get it what is it called when you get a book like re re uh because uh, see like it's falling apart right here like it came off the spine came off and i, I need to get called. it like re uh. It's what Joe does on you when he fixes the books. Oh, oh man, God. I
2: forgot, I forgot.
1: So I need to get that done, but that's like my Holy Grail, in my Bible. And that's the that's only first amazing. edition I have.
2: That's so cool. And really I amazing. will
1: die with that in my grave before I sell that shit. I will be poor in a box holding that before I sell that. So
2: cool. No, and, I don't blame you. That's so awesome. Thank you. Really cool.
1: So anywho... We have we have reached the end of the podcast, sadly, but we have a few more questions because this is our trope section, so last section, and then we, right. we ask you all these questions. We'll talk about yourself for a little bit, pimp yourself out, do whatever, and then we'll tell you why. <laughs> but uh, our first trope question is: What is your favorite trope to write, and why?
2: Favorite trope to write probably is enemies to lovers. I love the whole angst and the whole like oh, I hate you, but I still want you type of thing. I just love it. Like, oh man, need that. And my, you know, the next series has a lot of that going on. And I'm like, yes, finally, like a real enemies to lovers book I'm writing. I'm so excited.
0: <laughs> Look, I've, I've heard about this next series and I'm so excited to read this next series.
2: <laughs> I am excited to get it out. Uh, probably won't be for a while because um, I love my editor and I kind of have to wait for her, so. Yeah. But I'm like 81,000 into this first book. And I'm like, finish already. Like, why can't you ever write a smaller book? But I just can't, <laughs> do it. I can't do it. I can't, I just decided, I'm like, oh, you know, what's a great idea. Let me go back in time and write about their childhood interactions. Yes, let's add another 20,000 words. Why not? Like that's, same, same. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. What it's is one trope bad. you would eventually like to write and why? Oh, I think I wrote that down. Um, Probably, um, hmm, probably like, uh, like a grumpy hero, kind of like a super grumpy hero with like yeah. a really bad, you know, sad past and a woman who like breaks down his walls and really gets under his skin. So Kai kind of offer. Offer. I think I want that. Yeah. So,
1: so Kai and Lottie. Yeah. Speaking of my Russian. <laughs> I I'm all for it. If you're looking for a
0: book like that. She's a to buy her. I have a book.
1: (laughs) No, I have a book. What what is it
0: called? It's called
1: Chattered Ice. It's the third standalone in my hockey series, but it's not rom-com like sports romance. (laughs) So like, don't think. (laughs) Like I'm about to make you cry. Don't laugh. Like it's not gonna. Like, okay. <laughs> like it's not like rom sports romance. Like I'm not like pulling a serenade. Like I ain't trying to make you laugh. Like I'm gonna break your heart. You yeah, know?
2: I'm all I'm all for that. Break so, my heart. If
1: you're looking for like grumpy hero and sunshiny heroine, that is Shattered Ice. That's Kai awesome. and Lyle.
2: Adding it to my TBR for sure. Sounds like a great book. And he's Russian. There you go. And he's Russian.
1: I love it, any hot, <laughs> any smoking fucking hot, so yeah, there's that, sure. all right, okay, um, what is one trope that you would never write, and why?
2: Yeah, this is hard, um, I, I, I'm saying this only because it's just not my brand, but probably reverse harem, I probably would never write it, I mean, it's hot, I'm all for it, but I don't think it would fit into what, you know, what readers would expect of me, so yeah. I probably would never write it, mm
1: that's like one of my favorite
0: tropes. Yeah, yeah. it's hot. I just have so you read Den of Vipers because that's going to be the next book she tells you to read.
1: <laughs> I wasn't going to actually say that, but have you read Den of Vipers?
2: <sighs> no, but my friend is telling me to read B.B. Reed, and she's like, you got to read her book, uh, Lilac, I think it's called. So I was like, yeah. my, I, If I read Reverse Harem, I think I'm going to start with there because she's been like telling me to read it right now. So I'm like, And I, I've been wanting to read B.B. Reed for so long. Well, so like, if
1: you like I'm Lilac, gonna- Just message me and I'll give you a list of more reverse harems that I like more than all right (laughs) all right um but Stevie's (laughs) gonna take the last question and then we're gonna let you talk about yourself for a little bit why am I fucking itching right here continue I think if you
0: were in a book what trope would you want for your story
2: oh gosh probably what I like to write probably either an enemies to lovers or like one of those grumpy men or like kind of knock him on his face um that kind of thing like maybe like trapped in a cabin with like a grumpy man like you Fourth know proximity okay proximity yeah it the got that. But, but, it would, but it would have to be like a you know like a, one of those glam cabins because me in a cabin oh that would be <laughs> me and bugs i don't do <laughs> yeah I do bugs I, I camping and all that stuff but that would be pretty cool like if i was trapped in like this nasty cabin like ugh, with this I'm, grumpy man
0: i'm what billionaire
2: interesting Billionaire. Like Secret billionaire though, that would be another cool thing. Like throw that in there. Secret billionaire, yeah. you know, escaping his life, going into a cabin. And you know, I, no one knows. Yeah, I'm totally literally
1: then cool. a vipers. I wanna be I wanna be uh I just forgot the fucking female character's name,
0: but whatever. I'm just not about reverse harem. I just don't understand there's just too many body parts involved.
1: <laughs> stevie. like
0: i just don't know where they go and what they're doing so i'm just going to listen, not- listen to
1: me i am reverse my my trope to live first um. here i'm emmy slubbers you want to know why stevie because you when when you when you're surrounded by four fucking hot as fuck men with anger issues and problems with everybody except for you i don't think you're gonna really matter what hole goes is where and what goes <laughs> in? <him. laughs> I,
2: I am so happy to have my headphones on, and my husband cannot hear any of this. Listen,
1: he probably faint, <laughs> honestly,
2: because um, I, I mean, genuinely mean. do not
1: think that anybody's going to care where goes what. I don't even think oh, that you're gonna even. I don't even think that you're going to register that thought if you have four. Okay, I want you to take. I'm just
2: trying to imagine writing it though. Like I'm seriously oh, yeah. trying to write that. If, I'm like, okay. That's <laughs> I, want Cats, like, I would get confused
0: from where I'm putting body parts. <laughs> I, I wouldn't have to put any body parts anywhere. That's why there's four of them. They
1: can adjust me as they like. What I'm trying <laughs> to tell you is take four of your favorite book boyfriends, stand them in front of you shirtless, and you tell me, you tell me if you're going to be like, oh my God, where's going to go what? They're not going to give you a fucking chance. Nope. <laughs> They're not going to give you a chance to even think about that because nine times out of ten your favorite bookshelf's boyfriends are fucking alpha males have you ever
2: read a paranormal of reverse Harem? i heard absolutely. those are not. absolutely i, I had i would get on that train like i would read one of those okay i could totally see that
1: ego lillian i want you to take wrath zaytus vicious and Dude, I'm all,
2: I'm all for that. Okay, I'm not saying st- I'm st- I just don't think I could write it, but I'm all. Oh, for I don't
1: it. think I could either.
2: But Steve, all over here, it. worried about body parts. Don't even yeah, no, no. worry about I'm the body parts.
0: <laughs> I don't even from that. a anger
2: standpoint, well, Devlin. Like, if
0: I'm reading, uh,
2: but listen, some of them could just watch. You know, they don't have to join right away. I'm <laughs> I mean, saying, saying you know.
1: I mean, I think I have. Okay, I have like my harem already. Like. Prepped and I'm ready. I know who I want. Like, if God ever comes down and is like, You get one wish ever, I want my reverse harem. That's what I want. (laughs) Like a genie in a bottle. That's my wish. Oh, man. I have my five ready to go. And like, we're prepped and primed. And like, I'm just, I love it. I love it. (laughs) That's my plan. It's God. He can create people. If I'm like, I want you to take Rowan Whitethorn out of this fucking book right here and make him real right now, right (laughs) now. And make him in love with me. Anyway, so that is sadly the end of our podcast and the end of my rant Uh, about- I know, super fun. Um, It's been super great talking to you, but we're going to let you have a few minutes to talk about yourself. If you have a book coming out, if you have a book that has just released or you have a sale or anything like that, the floor is yours. Talk what you'd like.
2: Uh, so I have the Fragile Heart series and the last book called Fragile Pieces just released on June 1st. And it is a second chance romance with lots of emotion and lots of angst. I mean, the whole series has lots of angst. So if that's your thing, if you like to be gutted, mm-hmm. I would definitely check out, um, I would start with Fragile Scars then Fragile Lives and Fragile Truths are a duet. And then it ends with Fragile Pieces. And I'm probably going to add a bunch of other books to that series later on. I've been asked about this a lot, so uh, if you read "Fragile Pieces," there's a band member called Travis. I think he's going to get a book, and probably Jackson's Brothers, and probably probably Olivia. Next from- Generation. Yes, next generation. Yes, it's a big thing. A lot of people are asking me about that. So I'm probably going to add to that series after my Cavallari Brothers series is finished. And that's going to be four books. Uh, So after that, I'm going to probably focus back on that series and I'm going to add some books to it. Yeah.
1: All right, cool. Thank you so much for joining us.
2: Thank you for having me.